reports that say there's that 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 something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know there are known knowns there are things we know we know we also know there are known unknowns that is to say we know there are some things we do not know but there are also unknown unknowns the ones we don't know we don't know and if one looks throughout the history of our country and other free countries it is the latter category that tend to be the difficult ones Dear appraised by media, it has come. That's us. Whoa, that's. It has come to our attention that you have made unauthorized use of our copyrighted work, hereby referred to as the work, in preparation of a work derived therefrom. (coughs) I have reserved all rights in the blah 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 blah. You acquired this work illegally and neither asked for nor received permission to use the work as the basis for an episode of your podcast. Oh, Um, blah 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 blah. they're not wrong. I mean, no, of course not. I mean, like, in fact, uh, we could be liable for statutory damages as high as $150,000 as set forth in section 504C2 therein. Um, blah, 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 blah. If I have, this is, I hate this guy. What's his name? If I have not received an affirmative response from you by next week, indicating that you have fully complied with these requirements, I shall consider taking any and all legal remedies available to rectify this situation. Sincerely, Rob Lowe from the law offices of Gideon Gadzooks Industries. So, yeah. (laughs) Rodney Dangerfield collar poll. We received a cease and desist letter from Gideon Gadzooks. Uh, about uh, several of the items we have featured on this show. Which you just heard, and it's not pretty. Luckily, we have a very thorough process for handling legal documents such as these, especially when they come from a different dimension. Uh, Hey, Malcolm, hold up the trash can. I'm going to see if I can make a bucket from here. All right. Shaquille O'Neal! Oh, fuck. No, I missed uh, it. It's close to the trash can. It's the same intended effect. I missed the trash can, but it went into the incinerator, so... <laughs> Man, we should not keep those so close to each other. Dis- agree to disagree. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to ignore that cease and desist. We'll keep you updated next week when he takes all action here in blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, remember that we are an explicit podcast. Fuck Rob Lowe. Fuck Rob Lowe. No. Seriously, fuck Rob Lowe. Fuck the law offices of, of Rob Lowe. Of Gideon Gadzooks, as represented herein by Rob Goddamn Lowe. <laughs> by fuck Rob Lowe. Do you think it's actually Rob Lowe, or do you think it's just like a funny coincidence? 
I'm hoping that it's just a funny coincidence. I don't need really. I'm kind of hoping that Gideon Gadzooks like invented some sort of handcuffs that allow him to use anyone for any nefarious purposes that he desires. And he was just like, hey, Rob Lowe, can I get your autograph on this piece of paper? And Rob Lowe, of course, being a genial, wonderful actor, was like, of course, Gideon Gadzooks, let me sign that for you. Handcuff, you're my <laughs> lawyer now. I really liked the grinder. I think it got prematurely canceled. He was. Uh, he would be great in the courtroom Charismatic, easy to look at Easy on the eyes I, I, I just really want to talk about how good looking Rob Lowe is I, I think Rob Lowe might be the greatest Like Historical irony there is Because despite his appearance In The Outsiders One thing from that movie Did in fact stay golden Pony boy <laughs> Um, well, as you heard at the very top of the show, we are appraised by media. This is uh, our currently legally in trouble podcast uh, about our interdimensional pawn shop that me and my brother own. I'm Malcolm Gibbs. I'm Duncan Gibbs. And uh, as Duncan said, we get cool items to our pawn shop. Um, cool is a bit of a stretch. We get sometimes cool items to our pawn shop. We get uh, impossible items I'm every not week lie to, you to guys. our pawn shop. Like... We throw away probably 70% of the items we get just straight into that incinerator. Oh, I mean like 70% of the things we get are in fact garbage, cursed, or cursed garbage. Or I keep them for myself. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about those on air. That's not true. We constantly do that. Yeah. Anyway, this is this is going long. Malcolm, why do we get these impossible objects every week that we argue about the price of? That's... You know, that's a real funny coincidence. And by coincidence, I mean, I, I actually don't know the meaning of the word coincidence, so it's mostly just funny. <laughs> that's a funny nonsense word. That's a funny. <laughs> a real good funny. <laughs> um, so a while back, we're just on top of the crazy magical items we get. We are just a straight up pawn shop. Mm -hmm. So some college kid came in. He had a mini fridge, a microwave, an Xbox 340 <laughs> it was it was slightly used <laughs> and i bought them for him from him obviously because you know that's how we make our real money our day-to-day -day money and i sold the mini fridge I, I sold the xbox and games i kept one of the controllers for my own use now those are one of those items you know and like two months after that, the microwave in the break room broke, and I was like, easy fix, don't even have to go out of my way, grab the microwave. We just switched them out. We took the price tag from the college kid's new microwave, slapped that on the old busted microwave, and the college kids became our microwave. Exactly. A charitable donation. Um... But not so charitable. In fact, very sinister. <laughs> because uh, just yesterday, I grabbed my Chinese leftovers from the fridge and put them in the microwave, set that timer for like four minutes, because, you know, it's a fucking 700-watt microwave, those low wattage. And those low wattage. <laughs> and inside the microwave, after the four minutes was over, was just the magical items we get in this interdimensional pawn shop. Oh, nice. Okay. Pretty cool, right? Uh, this first item was submitted to us by Jay-Z Boy, uh, and actually, right now it's in our one of our storage lockers. I can't bring it into the store because this is... Without, without a doubt, maybe the, like, the best thing we've ever gotten. Not in terms of like 
funness, but just like <laughs> I look at it. Okay, it's a chair. It's like a, a like a recliner. It's a beautiful leather recliner. What color? Brown. Nice. nice. Sand sandalwood. Oh, even better. Uh, burnt umber. <laughs> <laughs> the burntest umber, which is like rust colored. Uh, and I, I just when we got it. I, I couldn't stop staring at it. I, I put it, I, in fact, I thought the, the, like, there's no way I can't keep, I can't not keep this chair for myself. Mm-hmm. So I went and I put it in my apartment. But as I, as, as I was looking at it in my apartment, I realized all of my other furniture looked like garbage next to it. So I started taking it out of the apartment and I realized that like my TV made like in contrast to this chair looked like poop just that I had hung on the wall. Duty. Just straight duty. I had a beautiful print of Monet's water lilies. Of Monet's water lilies <laughs> that just looked like nonsense. Just looked like fucking Monet splooged onto a canvas. And I thought I can't have this in my apartment anymore. And after I had taken everything out of my apartment, I realized what this chair was. This chair is a demonically attractive chair. It, this chair looks is a nice chair. It is so nice that nothing else can be in your home with Ex- this chair. Except for people, right? People yeah, it's inanimate objects. It's okay. other pieces of furniture. It's paintings, anything you hang on a wall. I started to dismantle my ceiling fan before I realized what had gone wrong. We uh, really should not be test- putting these th- these things in our own homes until we give them a thorough test. I'm sorry you had to move like w- the fridge out of your home. I wanted that chair <laughs> so bad, and that's why I think this is the perfect item for us to sell because like, no matter the price tag we put on it, no one can resist it. Um, how do we sell it, though? I That's what I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about displaying this in our store. Have we ever considered... It's in our storage locker right now. I assume alone in the I had to locker. Remove every, I had to move everything else to other storage lockers. Have we ever considered just selling it in a storage locker auction and letting that bidding just raise that price to ad infinitum? Oh, okay. So we could just like wait for our. Uh, we we, could just we don't wait. even have to pay the lease at the storage locker. I was gonna say we could just we could just let that lease lapse, and then and then one day you and I can just be at my apartment on my recently moved couch watching the newest episode of Storage Wars. Uh, also, coincidentally, the last episode of Storage Wars. <laughs> they bet forever. Like they they will start bidding. For the storage locker for this chair, and then the next episode will be them continuing to raise each other's for bid. the rest of the season. In, fa- in fact, the show just becomes about how these people, like what they're selling and how they're liquidating their assets and how they're getting bank loans in order just to raise the it's bet a, really a sad little show. more. <laughs> The ratings have never been higher though. I, I really like the idea that I just said, but um. We wouldn't make any money from that. No, that's why we can't do that. I unless, also okay. unless we unless. wanted to pose as storage locker auctioneers, Ooh. put on a southern accent, 
a, a tan gallon hat. My stars. <laughs> I think I'm getting a case of the vapors. Exactly. And we go and sell that storage locker and we say, 15 minutes, highest bid wins. And we just let it go. We put our own cut off date on it and we walk out millions of dollars I, richer. I like, but that's the thing is we'd have, if it's only 15 minutes, we'd have to pre-advertise. So one, I'm a little concerned about us getting near this chair <laughs> and deciding not to sell it. But two, I'm worried about having a camera crew around that might want this. I'm worried about putting this on, on TV for advertisements. Cause it's not like, I'm not like concerned about, the price of what it will cost to put up a Super Bowl ad, but I'm concerned about the rest of the Super Bowl continuing after no one's watching. We really should keep it in a cage just to, like, prevent cat fights and, like, sharks. I don't think it will land sharks. (laughs) Just sharks. Just sharks. Like a feeding frenzy is what I was just just flopping flopping out of the water. (laughs) I gotta get that chair. Steve, it does it like you'll ruin it underwater. I don't care. We should sell it to a shark and then the shark would have to move everything that's in the ocean somewhere else. Okay, I know that sharks are like top of the food chain, but the whole ocean isn't their home. Hmm. Debatable. <laughs> I'm not a marine biologist. Are you? Yes, oh. that's what his degree from <laughs> Marine Biology University says. Dot com. <laughs> okay, so I I think we can agree that we can sell this chair for any price, but I still think the last thing we should discuss before we agree to sell this for a starting price of $10 million. Yeah, we'll start the bid at $10 million. I think, but before we do that, we should we should probably discuss, just like briefly touch on the morals of selling this because I don't think that this is necessarily morally bad. Like, I, I want you to imagine loving anything so much that it's the only thing you'll ever want again. Done. It's right. This podcast. Like, like they, <laughs> they, they like this chair so much that it's all they care about. Like, I wasn't even sad. I, I know you. Say, I wasn't even sad when I had to move all of my stuff out of my apartment. I, I know you say that it's not really morally black, but it's like people won't care about eating or drinking or bathing or their kids or their dog. I think a lot of bad comes from us selling this chair. Chair. I don't I don't know what if what if like I want you to imagine just being like the chillest bachelor in the world and you've just got like a snifter of brandy and you're sitting in the chair and you just keep inviting people over like, "Hey, I just got a new apartment. You guys want to see it?" And then you just spin around in the chair. Welcome to my home, and everyone will think you are a serial killer because that is the only reason to have an entire house and only have a single chair. Well, not in it. until they see that chair, then they'll understand. <laughs> wow, Steve, you got suddenly really good taste. <laughs> have, have you ever no? Have you noticed how handsome Steve has been getting? <laughs> That's what you get when you buy this chair. People will find you handsome. Dogs will like you. Babies, stay away from you, because I know that's what you want. (laughs) (laughs) That's all of that and more could be yours. I feel like we will end up ending someone's family's genetic line by selling this accidentally to an only child who has no cousins. He's at a bar picking up some lady. He's like, hey, want to see my chair? 
He will <laughs> run away. He, he relearns. He brings a picture. She's like, yes, take me to that chair now. Ooh, man, it'd be pretty sweet to like pop open your wallet and like have the girl at the bar think, ugh, baby pictures, the least, the least sexy thing in the world. <gasps> what is that chair? Why am I rock hard? <laughs> it's like a picture of your wife, picture of your kid, picture of your dog, picture of your leather recliner. It just like every week moves up the list a little bit more. So it's like I'm picture of your wife, picture of your kid, picture of your chair, picture of your dog, picture of <laughs> your remove the dog. And it's just picture of your wife, picture of your kid, picture of your chair, picture of your chair, <laughs> picture of your wife, picture of your chair, picture of your chair, picture of your chair. Hey, uh, your total tonight's going to be uh, $17. Do you accept pictures of the most wonderful chair in the world as payment? Yes, I do. <laughs> See, there is some good with the bad. You're right. I'm okay with putting on my moral blinders and selling this for $10 million. Especially if we're about to be met with $150 million in legal fees. I think the the only thing we'll have to do is we'll have to tie ourselves to our office chairs, uh, like Odysseus style <laughs> and, ha- and we'll have to pluck out Derek's eyes and have him finish the transaction. I was thinking about building some kind of horse blinder <laughs> system for Derek. That's actually, that's probably better than out vile jellying him. <laughs> $10 million. Ten starting bid of $10 million. Yeah, $10 million. Gavel sound at the end of the bid. <laughs> Sold. E- eventual gavel sound. Hey, Malcolm, uh, what do we have next? What I have on my wrist right here. Don't look at it. Don't you look at it. I want to look at it so bad. <laughs> is a nice wristwatch. And uh, as you can see, don't you can look at the band. Don't worry. Okay. It's got a nice brown leather band. Uh-huh. Ooh, oh, fancy. Don't look at the face. Okay. It's got like a gold trimmed face and a white back with some nice time tellers on I'll, I'll have to take your word for that it because you're really telling got me some nice time tellers on it i tell you what <laughs> it's got uh some bountiful handles not only does it have an alarm function glows in the dark and accurately depicts time how oh, do you want i think i saw that i think busta was wearing that in the sauce <laughs> but it also every time you look at it it will be one hour earlier in the entire world than it was when you were originally looked at it. This item was submitted to us by Parsley, Sage, and Rosemary. Like it travels you back one hour or you just like suddenly gain an hour? I can prove this to you pretty easily. Duncan, what time is it? It is seven o'clock, mon frere. And now, what time is it? Oh, it's six o'clock. Okay, and I get how just that like w- that. But now I can look at it again. Still six o'clock. It, is, it is still six o'clock. Uh, you can do it. To answer your question, Duncan, you can do it once every time around, every 12 hours. You can do it. Okay. My biggest problem is, say you've got a meeting at 5 o'clock, but you get off at 4.50, and you're like, oh, no, I'm going to be late for my meeting. But you're at work, and you're like, I think I'm going to have to leave soon. Better make sure to look at my watch. Uh, I wonder how soon until I need to leave. Bam, you've ruined it. You got to stay at work for an extra hour and you're going to be late to your meeting in the least funny segment we've ever had. That's just a real life problem. That's <laughs> uh, the, the welcome to our recurring bit. One of us is late for work. Oh, no. <laughs> welcome to my recurring bit just called my life. <laughs> See, OK, I 
this watch might be out of my price range, but if it wasn't, what I would do every day without a doubt, here's one of my uses for the watch every day. I would wake up at 10 a.m. and then I would look at my wrist and it would be 9 a.m. and I've still gotten that extra hour of sleep. You can't take it from me. You can't take it from me. Okay, uh, but one thing we always forget to do, I think that we could sell this for $1,200. I think that, yeah, that sounds like it's a nice watch. Yeah, it's and a it's nice watch. Really handy. I'm in fact struggling to. This might be the first time ever on our episode on our show. I can't think of any negatives to this watch. I mean, besides just like accidentally, sometimes giving you an extra hour. That's the worst part. Sometimes you look at your watch and you have to stay at work for an extra hour. But if you have any sort of willpower and aren't an idiot, you should be able to make it work. Yeah, just but don't wear it. In order to avoid that, I could just like tape it to my belly, <laughs> right? Like on the sides. And just, and you have that, a, a different watch that goes off at the alarm when you need to look at your belly. Right. So that way when someone's like, hey, what time is it? Oh, no, it's an hour earlier. Like I'm never going to be like, hey, what time is it? Let me lift up my shirt. <laughs> I don't know what time is it. Ha ha. And then you prank them by making them have an extra hour in their day. Got you. No, it really has almost no detractors. I think we can maybe even go up to a full $1,500. Uh, another use for this watch? You know, you and I both prefer to go to breakfast all day establishments, but sometimes we have to go to restaurants that don't have breakfast all day, except now they do. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We stopped serving breakfast at 10. Then why is it 10, (laughs) madam? (laughs) That would suck if you worked somewhere and you're like, hey, sorry, we don't serve food after two. Oh, yeah, but what time is it? It was just two. What do you mean it's one? We stop cleaning that stuff. Put turn the grill back on. Okay, so there are some negatives, there just like not no pers- for you. Yeah, there are no personal negatives. You only gain benefits from this, but you are going to destroy the world very slowly. Yeah, people are going to lose their minds. You ever had that feeling where you're like, oh man, I've been here forever. How long have I been here? Look up, you've only been here for five minutes. But sometimes you're like, oh my God, I've been here forever. It feels like I've been here for an hour. And then you look up and you just got there and you're like... How long have I been here? I feel like you could set up uh, like a carnival stand. You could make a lot of money off of this, right? You could set up one of those, like, guess my weight carnival stands. But instead, you're just like, <laughs> guess the time. And everyone's like, this seems super easy. <laughs> that, that's, you can do that once every 12 hours. And it's not even a carnival game. It's just a con. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, you could charge... Basically, let's assume just for a second that you could charge a hundred dollars to play Guess the Time because you're gonna have some asshole who walks up with like a watch and it's just like, hey, well, step right up, step right up, guess the time. You're approaching it wrong. You have to hustle these people. You bring like a crowd in, you're like, only four dollars to play. You lose, you get 12. People are like, all right, I could use eight more dollars. And you like, all right, what time is it? They're like, um, 11.02. Oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, so like instead of targeting one person for $100 and doing it 15 times, you could travel from like town to town, right? And they're all gathering up going, pick a little, tuck a little, pick a little, tuck a little, pick a little, tuck a little. (laughs) You pay out 
after three customers, only like $24. And then some guy it comes up, you're like, oh, would you like to play Guess the Time? We've been losing some money over here, so I'm raising the price. One time only, $50. You lose, we pay out $150. And the guy's like, done. I'm about to kill this. And that's what you do. You do it a couple times in every city. Obviously, you do it twice a day. Because <laughs> that's how the watch works. And you, you cripple small-town America. Wow, okay, so we've been approaching this wrong. We have been setting this price based on, like, a nice watch, but this is so much more. Because I think we're thinking too small scale on this whole carnival game situation. We go time zone by time zone. You get a team of 100 people. Those 100 people go to 100 towns in the central time zone. And you coordinate that you set up your hustle with three or four people getting it wrong beforehand. And then at 3.03 p.m. is when you're going to look at the watch. And all across that central time zone, it's an hour earlier. And that what was you making $50 just turned into 100 people making $50. So so what you're saying is that we've been wasting our time with having you go set up individual (laughs) carnival barker stands. Instead, you could make your own, like, guess your time franchise. And everyone would have to come and give you 20% of their profits. Exactly. And, and, they'd, and they'd come in and that you'd say, mm, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Hold on. But look. <laughs> oh, I got time now. <laughs> you, you're interrupting me from a very important date. Oh, no, never mind. I've got an hour free. <laughs> you want to get lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, uh, sir, I'd like to open up my own. Uh, what time is it stand and i and you say and, and you say that's no problem but one day i'm gonna come to you asking a favor and you and they say anything for you time lord <laughs> and that's our show <laughs> um I like the idea, but you you have to go time zone by time zone. This can't be a franchise thing, because once people start figuring it out, they are going to run you out of town. (laughs) Or burn you like a witch, or drown you like a witch, or stone you like a witch. You'll never catch me. I'm the time lord. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll we'll launch our plan of attack at 6 a.m. You're outside. You're like, oh, 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 will you? (laughs) Right? You you, you couldn't be. It's basically just the worst superpower. (laughs) You couldn't be arrested, right? They like, they they book you. They bring you to the jail cell. They put you in and they're, and they like, you're like, on what grounds are you holding me? And you're, and they're like fraud, like like wicked fraud, dude. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Theft. Like wow, how, how on earth can you say that? And you're like, oh yeah, what time did you put me in this jail cell? I'd like to know what time I was arrested. Six oh four p.m. Then why is it five oh four? Let me out of this cell. <laughs> I've been here for a year. No prison can hold me. <laughs> I have an extra hour every day. (laughs) You cannot stop time, man. I'm workshopping this. I'm sorry, dude, but can I go? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I got places to be. Um, You're right. I think we could probably raise this to like... $150,000. $150,000. That seems, that seems high. You, you, uh, like, just, okay. I know that you have to spend money to make money. $15,000. Let's just add one zero to the end of my last price. Cool. Not I like two. that. I like that. $15,000. $15, Gavel sound. Gavel sound. Hey, uh, Doug. 
a pretty scary cage there. Ignore the ignore the it's rattling and screeching noises coming from it. This comes to us from our dear old friend Gideon Gadzooks. Gideon himself come at us, Rob Lowe. Yeah, what do you we will You come to my house, Rob Lowe? You are you are in the grinder. I will grind your bones and make a stew out of them with this new magical meat grinder from Gideon Gadzooks, <laughs> the Bone Crusher. Three thousand. Um, anyway, this is uh, a creature that they sold me. Duncan, did they sell it to you? I walked into a pet store labeled Gideon Gadzooks Pet Store, and I said, "What's that over there?" And then I grabbed the first cage I could see, and I ran out. And I noticed once I got it back that this is. A creature that poops money. What kind of money? It poops random kinds of money. Sometimes uh, it's like, like it, it depends what you feed it. Sometimes you got rupees. Some, <laughs> sometimes you got rupees. Sometimes it's pooping little nuggets of gold. Sometimes, sometimes it's just straight up dollar dollar bills, y'all. Loonies and toonies. So this is the Gideon Gadzooks Golden Goose. Now, <laughs> what you'll first notice about this creature is that it is not a goose nor, at all. Nor golden. Uh, it's ugly. It, it is. A, like, dear listener, imagine a goblin, if you will, and then get that image out of your head because that is not near ugly enough. It is kind of scaly. It, you know it's how, got like, scales. Um, yeah, it's certainly got scales. I want you to, like, I'm going to paint you a word picture of its face really fast. Uh You know where uh, a human would have eyes? Uh, Well, instead (laughs) of eyes, it's got two tongues. And do you know where its mouth would be? Just one giant ear. And then instead of a nose, it's got this long snout. Two eyeballs on the end of I, it. I like this word picture that you've painted, but like you're 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 misleading the listener into thinking it has some sort of head or non amorphous blob. Yeah, of body. I guess that's more like also on its neck slash its chest. I I don't even know if it has a chest. I like I would hold up. I would hold up the creature to my ear to see if I could like find a heartbeat or anything, but its claws look razor sharp. It's pretty crazy. Um, no matter where you turn the cage, the face is always facing you. <laughs> I, I kind of want to do a quick experiment really okay, fast. Yeah. I want to put the cage in between us really fast, uh-huh. and I want to ask you if you see a face. Face is a strong word, but if it's, you two, see, tongue, it's, it's two, two tongues, snout eyes, and ear mouths. I am seeing that. Oh, that's crazy, because I also am seeing that right now. Can we cover this back up while we do the rest of the podcast? please. There's your word picture. Don't put that in a word gallery. (laughs) Where do you put pictures, Duncan? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) In my word photo album. (laughs) Don't put that in your word scrapbook. So, I know what you're thinking, dear listener. Why would we sell this? The answer is simple. I really don't like having it around. I had nightmares for like the first three nights this thing was in the store. I'm not sure if it causes nightmares or just looking at it is terrifying enough. I don't desire to find out. Um, I think maybe what we should do uh, is feed it. I will have to find its mouth. I'm not sure how we go about that, but through a long day of experimentation, we will just put laxatives into every orifice we can find on it and just drain that baby of all the money we can and then we get rid of it quickly very quickly we give it back or maybe we throw it in the incinerator 
I don't know if we should give this to anyone. I'm I'm almost 100% sure fire does nothing to it except make it angrier. What I'm proposing is that we kind of just like, I don't know, maybe put it on a plane and have, just... Have we ever considered just Harry and the, and the Hendersonsing it? Just like taking it to the woods? I'd have to touch it to Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> it. No, we can like shake it out of the cage and then run away and then just yell, go on, get out of here. Can't you see I don't watch <laughs> you anymore? Oh, okay. We, so how about we use some of the laxative money to, to hire, hire John, John Lithgow? Lithgow? I'm glad we're brothers. <laughs> Now, do you think we'd tell John Lithgow before we do this that he will almost definitely be consumed by the all-consuming money goblin? Luckily, I think what we should do, use those blinders we used earlier for the chair, throw those on John Lithgow, (laughs) have him act his heart out, and then get consumed in the money demon. So I like this plan. I, I and I also like the plan of just like letting it loose on the world because do you know what we could do, Malcolm? We could just like let it loose on the world, and then one we'd have a like an amazing, just like grand adventure <laughs> as being like Sasquatch hunters, but way more terrifying. Squatch hunters, yeah, yeah, you know, squatchers. <laughs> but but now instead of looking for the squatch, we're looking for Gideon Gadzooks gruesome golden goose (laughs) um what's what's really terrifying is that i think we could very easily besides the fact that we would basically put the um, world's economy in ruin but besides i'm not like don't get me wrong he's a poopy boy aren't you you're a poopy boy (laughs) oh don't (laughs) know oh well well, uh, he's a he's a poopy boy, but I don't think he's like pooping enough money to upset the world's economy. He's not Mansa Musa. But we're going to create like a, a no face kind of situation where all these people, once they discover that this thing just poops money, is just following it around, waiting for it to poop to grab some some rubles and some euros. And then it just starts eating the people. See, I, I, I think we should. I think if we just let it loose on the world we could just kind of like wander around from now on and just like if we find jars we can just pick them up <laughs> smash them and look for rubies on the inside <laughs> just like ooh, fresh dropping droppings all right we got 45 cents nice nice bus fare to the next <laughs> squatch site <laughs> so what do you think just like these- i'm i like i'm genuinely terrified of keeping it in this store at all even if we had a demonstration of its pooping prowess no one would buy this thing like look at it look at it this i'm not looking at it yeah i don't want to either (laughs) this creature has a face that not even a mother could love i'm not sure if it had a mother i had a dog with a face like this i would shoot it i wouldn't (laughs) shave its butt and teach it to walk backwards i would put it out of its misery I think we sell this for negative three ninety nine, whatever the cost of laxatives is. Alternate theory. Okay. We keep it in one of our storage lockers, and just every so often, we call animal control and say we saw some sort of possum or something, some sort of death rat. <laughs> we saw oh. sort of some sort of possum. Yeah, possum. <laughs> we saw some sort of horrible death rat walk into that storage locker. Could you please come deal with it? And then we let animal control like here. Cause here's the thing. There are two outcomes from sending animal control in the horrible creature 
eats animal, eats the animal control man. And we make some money. And we make some money. Or finally, we find the chosen one granted a special power to be able to look at this thing and not instantly vomit. And he defeats this thing and problem solved. I'm going to, I want to spin this around a little bit. Yeah, flip that script. (laughs) How much does this thing consume Uh, a day? I, I have not found a, uh, I, a I have lot. not I have not found a lower or upper limit yet. It's um, we've been uh, we've been wasting a lot of money having an in-store incinerator. I think we could open up a public dump kind of situation. Oh. Bring your goods, let them be consumed by the scary thing, and we make money. They pay us to dump, and we get money from their dumpings. That's and me- the dump itself like honestly we instead of i like i really like that but we should instead of charging people for it just take like a paypal percentage off of the top like come use our dump we'll pay you to like use a coin it. machine like you need to get rid of some stuff all right 50 percent goes to us but you know you could get 40 euros like a coin star but like a like a coin nar like it's super nar what does it mean it's short for gnarly <laughs> oh i knew that <laughs> Yeah, um, the coin nar. I, I think that's our best idea. I, straight up, I like that. I think I knocked it out of the park. Gavel sound. Gavel sound for Malcolm's home. Oh home. god, it doesn't like the gavel sound. <laughs> give it the don't give it the gavel. <sighs> I guess that's our show. Breaking news. That's our show. That's the breaking news. The that's show, all we got. Show's over. I know. It's breaking. It's breaking. You're the first to hear about it. Or probably not. You're probably not the first Well, you're the third to hear about it. Oh. After you and me. And then whoever was the first person. Like, whoever. No, that, like, then you're the first person, probably. And then it's in plus one based on whoever has listened to the podcast before you. Let's just assume there's probably only one person listening past this hey, point. Thanks, Russell White. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you had as much fun as we often pretend to have. Sometimes. Uh, If you have time, check out our website, uh, appraisedbymedia.com. You can submit items there. You can subscribe to us. You can leave comments on episodes and discuss them. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Uh, there, if you're feeling super generous, you could jump on and leave us a, us a review. It's similar than like commenting on the episodes, except we benefit from it. Yeah, I, I, I seriously, I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but it like it does not take very long we, to leave a we review. Have no reviews. That means not a single one of you has even put in the very little effort it takes. Let's not hold. On, let's not guilt them. <laughs> we on. are going to guilt them into writing reviews. <laughs> that seems that seems harsh. They could have stuff to do for that thirty seconds that it takes oh yeah i guess they're so busy um maybe they're hey you don't know maybe they're busy businessmen who only care about business and podcasts but if you if you if you do care about podcasts at all tell a friend about us we don't pay to advertise so word of mouth is how we get the word out you can uh to tell your friends easier you can share us on facebook you can go like that page share our page there you can find all of our episodes uh facebook.com slash appraised by media we're also on twitter at abmcast tweet at us do it. Yeah. Do it. Thank you. That's our show. That's it, guys. Cool.